How is everyone? So, yeah, great testimonies. And really, as I said, the way that we uh, should be, I spoke in a, um, a church this morning on mental health to, um, to the youth. I even, for, even forgot to, um, to tell uh, Sandy. I mean, also, here's what I'm going to say. Any uh, uh, opportunity, speak to your pastors wherever you are. If they need someone to come, run. we do need people to come. We need more people to come and speak about uh, mental health, whatever. If it's at your job, please let me know. This is very, very important. And um, all of them, all of the people, it was the youth, but even the old, and I just saw so many people just shaking their heads about this. Before we get to guns, folks, we need to get to mental health, really. This is the problem. It's of epidemic proportions now, and it's just increasing exponentially. Um, and the only way to do it is to um, not, I don't believe it's just more guns, because we don't want to be having shoot at the OK Corral. No, I believe it's changing people's minds so that they have a better way of dealing with things, right? It's poor coping skills. That's exactly what it is. So I'm going to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4. And I'm going to read verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. What's this treasure in earthen vessels? The power of the Holy Spirit. Look what he says. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of Jesus, so the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we are living constantly, for we are, for we who are living are constantly being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake. So the life of, of Christ may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death works in us, but life in you. And so what this is saying, so Paul is contextualizing here. So he's writing to this church and he's using this game, so before the, before the Olympics, there was what's called the Isthmus Games. There was a peninsula in Corinth, and on it, um, there was this, um, these games. It was like a precursor to the Olympics, um, and um, this is what he's talking about here. He's talking about... Um, um, so we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. So that's a wrestling match. And he's using that and he's contextualizing, right, life. Aren't we, don't we see we are afflicted in every way? Look at COVID. Look at all the things that we go through. But look what he says, but not crushed. Perplexed. Well, yeah, in COVID, look at the shootings. We are perplexed. 
but not despairing. Persecuted, but not forsaken, because Jesus said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Struck down, but not destroyed. He's using a wrestling match here. These are all moves that would take you out of wrestling. So we are afflicted in every way. Some version says we are pressed down in every way. He's contextualizing using wrestling, um, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not despairing. Remember, I've been talking about we should always in our lives see that there's a way out. That's very, very important, folks. Very important. Because if you are boxed in, you know what is taken away? The hope. You never go down a dead end street with God. I, I got to tell you, I do not like what is going on. To add insult to injury to Texas, Buffalo, in fact, Devon and I, we had a long talk about it today. You know, I mentor him and he's in seminary. So we speak every week. We're talking about all of this. But, you know, I got to tell you what was disturbing to me was that you heard it if you listen to the radio. When I was talking about on uh, that, that guy that killed that girl, that was so disturbing. She didn't do anything. In fact, actually... This girl was using a mother's car in the slow lane, but the mother, I'm telling you something, she had so much love. She didn't say anything bad about the guy. We've got a lot of people going around angry who want to kill people because they don't agree politically the same, maybe even in sports. Well, who's going to win? Who's going to win the world championship? Well, well. I want the Red Sox. Well, I want the, who even knows now? Because we live in a society that is so divided. Do you know, here's the big mental health issue. People no longer know how to live with differences. Do you know that? This is supposed to be, and in fact, actually, if you think about it, right this idea, it contradicts the actual idea of America because with the constitution before America is a country, it's an idea. And what's this idea? We don't get me wrong. We know that there's a lot, if you know your history, you know there's a lot of contradictions in America, really. But in terms of on paper, in theory, the idea is America is supposed to be a melting pot. A melt, that's a lot of differences. And I'm not just talking about ethnic diversity. I'm talking about differences in ideas. All of these differences coming together. So, but now it seems that people want this monolithic, idea of America, just one, just this one big hole. If you don't agree with me, even if, if you're not even going fast enough on the road for me, I'm going to blow you away. Really, it's mental health, not knowing 
how to live with differences. I don't want to hang around with everybody who thinks like me. How boring would that be? Really, just to want that is also an issue with mental health. I love different ideas. I love it. I love different ways of learning from people. I'm getting my son ready for DC. Oh, you're going to love it. When I went to college in the 80s, when I went uh, to London, I loved it. Really, all these different people, all this different music, all these different fashions, right? It was wonderful. Why wouldn't you want to expose us to, it makes us more sophisticated. We understand more, but people just want this way of one way of looking at things. And so it's a mental health issue. If you now are afraid of everything that's different than you, and it's so narrow-minded, it is so narrow-minded. So I just say this, folks. I say this, you know why? Get ready, because there's a lot more of this to come. There's a lot more of being perplexed, being struck down. But you know what we are to do? Always carrying about in the body the dying of Jesus so the life of Christ may be manifested in our bodies. You know the great thing about suffering is that when you tap into Christ, people see the life of Christ being manifested in your life. You know, the, the, this story of this, this story that I watched on YouTube of that guy blowing this young girl, this 18-year-old girl away. You know what made it worse? Is this woman had two kids, a boy and a girl. The boy was a few years older than the girl. He died of a rare heart disease. And then the girl gets blown away. And this woman, I'm telling you, she was full of love. She didn't even mention anything about the guy. The guy doesn't know what he's doing. He didn't know what he was doing. Anybody who takes a gun and blows someone away because they're not moving fast enough, that person does not know what they are doing. And what we are to do is we are to continue to carry the life of Christ. I'm telling you, one of the greatest things, one of the greatest healing, fulfilling things is to walk in love, is to walk in love regardless. I am telling you, and I'm not just talking as an idea. I'm not talking about the good ship lollipop not now. I am talking about the reality of walking in love. What is love? We have to define our terms. It's the highest good. That's what love is. It's the highest good. And let me tell you another thing that it is. It's not an emotion. It's a commitment to walk in love. And let me tell you something. When you make that commitment, you feel better. You feel good. Anyone who is ready to just blow someone away because they're upset. That person's in bondage. It's not a big man that takes a gun. It's a big man that says, no, I've got love 
in my heart. That's big. That's humongous. We don't remember people who take up guns. We remember people who walked in love. MLK, Nelson Mandela, right? We remember these people. You know, another thing about love, it is such great medicine to the soul. Such great medicine to the soul. You know what's so acidic and caustic to the soul? Anger bitterness, resentment. It's all very well documented about how these emotions affect your health, really. How these emotions, these negative emotions give you headaches. And when you are happy and you have joy and you walk in love and you refuse to let the evil of others get in the way. This woman could have been a broken woman. Your son dies of a rare heart disease. I'm talking about in his early 20s. And then your daughter gets blown away by a misguided man, really. The woman said, and I could see it in this woman, she said, my daughter had no hatred in her heart. I want to go to this scripture. Please, guys, want you, want you to memorize this scripture. It's uh, Proverbs 4 and verse 23. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. These two recent shooters, well, all the shooters did not watch over their heart with all diligence. Don't let the situations of life poison your heart. Because if they poison your heart, if your heart is poisoned, everything that springs out of it will be poisoned everything that springs out of it. We've all had the customer service rep with an attitude. We've all dealt with people in retail with attitudes. Listen, they haven't had an attitude with us. That's too much work. They have an attitude with everybody. They don't have selective attitudes. They have attitudes, period. Really, they are because they have not watched over their heart. We see it spill out. We see it spill out all the time. You want your healing. You want to live in victory. You want to enjoy your life. You cannot allow circumstances to poison your life. Your heart should remain pure and not get contaminated by the circumstances of life. If it does, it will poison everything. There are people who have got everything life could offer, but they're bitter, they're poisoned. They are poisoned, their hearts are poisoned. 
So even though they've got everything that life can offer, they're not enjoying it. In fact, actually, with that bitterness, everything that life can offer can lead to your demise. Really, can lead to your demise. If you have an uncontaminated heart, it's not contaminated by circumstances, you will enjoy a little more than someone who has everything with a contaminated heart because that person is enjoying anything, isn't enjoying anything. We have got to walk in victory and real victory is not getting upset. It's not getting upset. The greatest strength, the greatest man. I don't, I, you know something? That's a weak man that will just go for a gun to settle circumstances. That's so weak. Really, it is so weak. Yo, I so respect people like MLK, Nelson Mandela, that use peace and love, really, to settle the score. And it lives on, their legacies will live on forever. Really, if we walk, watch how much better you sleep. Watch the peace that you carry around with you. You feel lighter. You look younger. You won't have things like stomach ache, achy bones, and all of that. That's these emotions. You know, David talked about his bones wasting away when he was stressed out, of course. Or I should say, stressed in. Stressed in. It's good. We should be stressed out. We should be getting that stressed out and not keeping it in. And this is what Paul is saying. A persecutor, but not forsaken. So Paul is essentially saying that all of these things, we can live in this world with everything going on and still be living in victory. Paul is talking about not allowing circumstances to get us down. Look what it says in verse one. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. You know, that verb there, do not lose heart, is the same one that's used in Luke 18, verse one. We do not give up. It's we do not give up, right? We do not lose heart. There's a lot of people who have lost heart because, oh, my world, the world is going on. When I was at this church, this uh, young girl was praying in the youth. Oh, Lord, protect us in this dark, dark world. And blah, blah, blah. Listen, I'm not saying that it's not dark. But what we can do is we can exaggerate it. We can make it bigger. It doesn't matter how big it is. We are to be a light in the darkness. The light, Scripture says... The light came and the darkness could not comprehend it. When you turn on a light, what happens? Well, darkness goes away. We should not allow the darkness of the world to put out our light. Really, the light is the greater power. The light came and the darkness could not comprehend it. 
it says, it's talking about Christ. Well, if we have the Holy Spirit, we've got the light. And if we have the light, the darkness cannot comprehend it. We do not go running from darkness. Light chases darkness away. We are called to be light in the darkness, really. So I'm going to say, do not allow the circumstances that are going on to define us. Let us define what's going on. Let us still move forward. Let us still do what God has called us to do. There was a lot of darkness here that Paul was dealing with. He was dealing with a Roman empire that was hostile to anything new, that was hostile to the gospel. Don't forget who he's preaching. Who is he preaching? Who is preaching? Jesus was crucified. I mean, really, no more hostility than not to the gospel. If the founder of the gospel was crucified, no more hostility than that. Is, is preaching a crucified Messiah. That did not even make sense anyway. You imagine, you think about it, if we tried now to go out preaching somebody who ha had the lethal injection, what do you think that this world would be saying? They'd be saying we're nuts. So you think about this, how difficult that was. What Paul was able to do, we are able to do overcome darkness and establish the light or every single one of us has a purpose there's many people here that don't have a sense of fulfillment regardless of what you've got because you still haven't accomplished your purpose you still have not accomplished your purpose and so what we have to say is this, is that regardless of what is going on in this world, that will not halt my purpose. In fact, me, my purpose will be bigger because of these dark, dark circumstances. Listen, evil has always gone on. We just hear about it now at a rapid rate because of technology. Technology can broadcast all of this news at an exponential rate. And it's very, very repetitious. I remember when I used to watch the news, any news stories just, yo, know, I mean, just going around and around and around and around and stop watching that anyway, because the situation will seem more exaggerated. If you listen to uh, the same shooting 20 times a day, it's almost in your mind, it's going to seem much bigger than what it was. Not that it wasn't big enough, but it's going to be exaggerated in your mind. It's almost going to be overwhelming, right? So understand, we're carrying this treasure in earthen vessels. Scripture says, greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. We are overcomers and we are going to move forward and overcome. 
I want everybody here to accomplish the purpose that God has called them to. You know, what Asani was, was saying, that she has no fear as we're talking. It's very, people have heard it. We, we talk, it's just very conversational. The way to, there's nothing to be afraid of, folk. Nothing. Once you know the Lord, so what if you make a mistake? So what? So, so what? I do not care what anybody thinks. You know why? Because I'm free. I am free. It's time to get free. Is somebody talking about me? So what? That's a silly person, really. And I'm not going to be silly back. So what? Listen, it's time to get to become free in the Lord and walk into this new life that God has for us. Really, it's so fulfilling. It gives us so much peace. And as I was saying to, I was telling someone my testimony the other day, wow, I would never think that you, someone like you would do that. I said, anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. Love you. Said, they never would have thought that Robin Williams would have done it. It can happen to anybody. Your strength is understanding that, listen, I can fall into anything. But you know what? Once I know I am vulnerable in my own resources, that's when I can take a hold, grab a hold of the resources of God. And that's real strength. And I'm going to do a few uh, prayer points, folks, as I've been speaking for a while. The first prayer point is, Lord God, give me the grace not to become distraught by the darkness that is going on. Give me the grace not to become distraught by the darkness that is going on. There's people, because of these shootings now, that will isolate themselves. Really, give me the grace, Lord God, to not become distraught by the darkness there is going on. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Father, I just thank you. Father, I just praise your holy name. Father, I pray that you will give me the grace not to become distraught or depressed by the darkness that is uh, going on, Lord God. Let me know that my light cannot be put out, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, give me the grace, Lord God, to have even more determination to fulfill my purpose in this darkness, to have even more determination to fulfill my purpose in this darkness. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you. Father, I just praise your holy name, Lord God. Father, I pray that you will give me the grace, Lord God, to have even more determination, not less, more uh, determination, Lord God, in this darkness that is going on. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord God, whatever I am internally struggling with right now that you know about between you and I, whatever I am struggling with, Lord God, Lord God, give me the grace to overcome this struggle. As I said, 
This was a wrestling match, right? And Paul is talking about everybody is wrestling with something, right? Paul uses a wrestling match for the powers and principalities. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, right? It's a wrestling match, a wrestling match. But you know what? Because of the power of the Holy Spirit, right? We have the victory. We're more than conquerors. Being a conqueror is enough, but not being more than conqueror. You have more sufficiency to meet whatever you're going to go through. We're more than conquerors, right? We're not just conquerors by the skin of our teeth. We're more than conquerors, super conquerors. So it's Lord God, give me the grace. Give me whatever your struggle is. Give me the grace. And I think the only people I've ever known without struggles are the ones in the cemeteries, right? So whatever your struggle is, give me the grace to overcome it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you. Father, I praise your holy name. Father, I pray that you will give me the grace to overcome this struggle, Lord God, Jesus Christ, whatever your struggle is, name it, whatever it is. I mean, to yourself, name it. You don't have to name it out. Lord God, give me the grace to overcome that struggle, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Going to do one more prayer point, um, and then the uh, uh, caring call. This is the prayer point. Lord God, give me the grace to wait. Wake up tomorrow, brand new. To wake up tomorrow, brand new. You know, Lamentations 3 verse 23 says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercy never comes to an end. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord. Every day you get the opportunity to be brand new. So we're going to pray. We want you to walk in this though. This is not somebody getting psyched up. This is an actual change in your reality. Give me the grace to wake up tomorrow brand new. Lord God, brand spanking new in Jesus' name. Father, we just thank you. Father, we praise your holy name. Father, give us the grace to leave today behind, Lord God, and to wake up tomorrow brand spanking you. Make us a people that we don't get, we, we laugh, Lord God, at insult, Lord God, and we don't need compliments, Father, Lord God. Give us the grace to be free tomorrow, Lord God, to be bigger, Father, than our circumstances, to not let things get us down, to not get upset, Father, Lord God, to, um, to not be dismayed or perplexed, Lord God, and definitely not to be distraught or in despair, Lord God, to be overcomers as you have called us to be, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Anyone who doesn't know Jesus, Please say this prayer with me. Father, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know you shed your precious blood so that I might be saved. I accept you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. 
I pray, Father, Lord God, that you will give me the grace to not be perplexed, not be distraught, not, Father, Lord God, uh, uh, be wedged between a rock and a hard place, Lord. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.